Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jay Cat Morris. Ah, uh, man. Uh, I got some shit to get into tonight. Uh, you know, this is the thing. I, I got to make something just very clear right off the bat. I'm not going to get into this shit right off the bat, but I, I just, I, I, I really want to, it's hard to even put into words, um, at least what I'm trying to get across. I can get across what I'm trying to get across. I just don't know how to preface it i guess um so basically you know i've been saying for a long time i don't give a fuck about wrestling i I really really don't um a lot of people you know they hear what i'm doing and they hear what i do on on a regular basis on this show and on on facebook as far as my my outlook on wrestling and my views and opinion on on so many different things within wrestling and the fans and this and that and there's so much negativity to that i i don't consider myself to be like a a well, I don't know if I'm not a negative person, but um, I, I love animals. I love puppets and Muppets and, and um, you know, so many things that 
you know, I find joy in wrestling is, is such a minor thing in, in my life at this point. There were so many various things in wrestling and, and times in wrestling that brought me a lot of joy. And I had had so much fun being part of, you know, the wrestling fandom. Those things are pretty much behind me. So when it comes to it now, like I could view it from afar. I could um, follow it. I could see a lot of the things that I see on Facebook, watch a couple matches here and there, and still form an opinion because I spent so much time month in, month out, dedicated to it, traveling every single month, um, sometimes more than once a month, for a long time. So um, I always probably have like somewhat of a connection or opinion or, or some kind of thoughts on it, but it's – the whole culture of it has just disgusted me over the past couple years. And um, it's gotten more and more um, intense that way. Now I have met like a good handful of wrestlers that I, that I really respect as people that I still talk to on a regular basis. You know, I am whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, And same goes for wrestling fans. There, there's a good group of fans that, that I've met that I, I like besides even wrestling, I could just have a conversation with these people because, uh, you know, I, I respect these people, but the majority of the business, the majority of the fans to me, they're just absolute shit to me. Um, their standards are way lower than mine on life. Their morals are way fucking lower or non-existent. So I don't respect them. So when I go online or I react to this or react to that, understand like I'm not worried about burning bridges because I don't plan on driving over these fucking bridges. I don't give a shit about these people. If I never talk to the majority of the people in the wrestling business ever again, it would make no difference to me. So that's why I guess, you know, my opinions have come off at this point a little bit on the reckless side of things because I just don't give a fuck. I'm not looking for Leo Rush to be my fucking friend next week. He's a jerk off. I explain why he's a jerk off. And, you know, hey, if he does some entertaining things in the ring and I watch it on TV or whatever, I'll go, wow, that was a good match, you know, or I enjoyed that or whatever. It doesn't mean he does, he's not a jerk off or, you know, I didn't uh, see things the way I saw it, you know. So it just kind of is what it is at this point. I'm a 41-year-old man. I don't give a fuck if the wrestling community loves me or not, you know. Um, I, I'm starting to think of myself as, and I, I don't know how intensely popular my show is, um, but from some of the feedback I get, I, I'd like to start calling myself like the most popular, unpopular opinion in podcasts <laughs> or, or something along those lines because – uh, you you guys would be surprised, and maybe not the people who listen to me and, and like me and, and admit that they like me, but the people who hate listen to me. You'd be surprised on how many people that you look up to that hit me up on the fucking side and praise me for what I do and for saying shit that people are scared to say. And, and I don't say things just to say them. This is just how I see them and how I feel about them, you know? And... and you know, I, I've said it a lot of times, and, you know, the saying goes, uh, real recognize real, and a lot of you motherfuckers look unfamiliar to me. And that's the way it's going to remain, because you're not on my fucking level. When it comes down to so many people that, that, oh, he thinks she's better than us, because I am. It's as simple as fucking that, and I know that hurts to hear, but, you know... When you live a life that, that surrounds yourself just drinking yourself into a coma 
and fucking jacking off to these wrestlers on fucking Facebook and hoping that they give you a like and, you know, oh, shit, that guy liked me and uh, Joey Ryan's dick flip fucking popped me big time this month. I'm going to order another shirt off Pro Wrestling Tees. Like, yeah, dude, we're not the same guy. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, well, we're all different, but we're all equal and, and uh, valuable. No, fuck that, man. There's 7 billion people on this planet and that's too many. That's too fucking many. I'd say, um, three quarters of them are garbage. I mean, and maybe that's a high number, but that's just my view on thing. I, I mean, we, uh, we, we kind of have to pick and choose our favorites and, and what we choose to, uh, you know, enjoy or respect in life or whatever. And I'm just not one of these people that's going to walk around and um, just, oh, everybody's value. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Just the way they say, all babies are cute. Bullshit. I've seen some ugly ass babies. I'm not going to say names or anything like that, but I've seen um, this girl. She's got a sister and uh, they're, they're, I guess, uh, twins or whatever. So she, she was dating this dude big crazy ass like european uh, his fucking nose is huge right so then all of a sudden i'm scrolling down instagram and i see oh my sister had a baby and this and that and i'm like oh man i hope that baby doesn't and as soon as i fucking i couldn't even get the thought out of my head and i look at this fucking baby and he's got this giant stupid fucking nose on his face i'm like oh that baby's fucked already you know it, it's like don't bullshit me or yourself or the world oh all babies are cute you're just lying I mean, how many ugly people on the fucking planet are there? You guys are just going to lie and say all the babies are awesome. Like, you're just, this shit is crazy. So anyway, um, we're getting some fucking topics. Um, let me see. I watched no wrestling this week, but I have plenty to say. You see how that works? People hate that shit, too. He doesn't even fucking watch wrestling. He's got stuff to say, motherfucker. Uh... <laughs> Uh, let's go into some topics that uh, Shaheen had uh, sent me. Shaheen's like a topic monster. You know, this dude's doing his, uh, his wrestling overdose show, and he, he's got all his shit, like, broken down, his sound clips to lead into all his topics. I'm not quite that professional. I just run off to this shit, how I fucking, you know, on the fly and see how it goes. And, again, professionalism is never and probably will never be my uh, forte. Um AEW advertises TV Guide uh, on TV Guide in suits looking like a sitcom. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it looks ridiculous. Half of the suits didn't even fit. The Young Bucks were in suits that looked like they belonged to DJ Hyde previous to them wearing them. Um, it's fucking crazy. MJF's the only guy that looks like he, he owned a suit previous to the fucking photo shoot. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Their, their whole direction is kind of weird. And I don't think they really have it pinpointed on on what they even want to portray themselves as. On one side, they want to see themselves as edgy. On another side, they want to see themselves as so inclusive and sensitive to everybody's topics and subjects and make sure that we don't offend anyone. But in the same token, we do blood because we're fucking badasses. And it's like, until you offend somebody that's uh, like anti-blood group or some shit. I don't know. Uh, Superhuman is coming to GCW. He has been announced for the Joey Janela Farewell Show, whatever the fuck that's called. And, uh, the Hellaware Assassin seems to have, (laughs) seems to have an issue with it. And, uh, he's going off on it and, uh, he's worried about, he's worried about him having, doing some dumb shit and jumping off of something and, and hurting him damn self. And, 
I mean, the Hellaware Assassin has never been viewed as much higher than Superhuman. Superhuman already has more um, of a fan base than than, um, than the Hellaware Assassin ever has. And look, I you know, I, I say it in jest when I say, like, oh, Superhuman's fucking awesome. I love it. Da, 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 da. I mean, he's the kid is retarded. I mean, but so is Hellaware. Hellaware was at a GCW show not that long ago. I forget which which one, but it was one of the outside shows. And he was there in the crowd, like, busting light tubes over his own head and telling people who he was. Like, that's not a good look. Like, Hellaware Assassin is not the person to raise some kind of moral flag. This is a guy who I was friends with on Facebook. And um, we started getting into some football shit talk, which if anybody – I'm just going to give you a warning right now. Anybody who listens to my show might be on my fucking Facebook and does not want to hear about football. You only have a few weeks to get rid of me on fucking Facebook. I am going to be a fucking annoying football screaming motherfucker when it comes to uh, September. So you guys got like a month and it's, it's already leading into preseason. So you're going to get like a taste of that shit going in too. Um, telling you I'm fucking, I am way more passionate about fucking 49er football than I am about any fucking thing in wrestling right now. So if that type of thing annoys you, if you don't want to hear about every time that the 49ers score a touchdown, which I plan on it being a lot this year. I'm just, I'm just you know, look, I, I think we got it fucking together. And uh, barring injury, plan on seeing us in uh, the fucking playoffs. Uh, minimal. So anyway, um, so we had got into some football shit talk. And he's a Packer fan. And uh, a couple of couple of seasons in a row, we beat the fucking Packers. And uh, we beat the Packers on opening day, I think it was like two years in a row. So we beat them the one year, and it was like a whole fucking year of shit talk. A whole fucking year of shit talk. Leading to the next year, where we fucking beat them again. And the shit talk at that point got to the point where he got so fucking offended that he was sending me fucking messages talking about 666, Satan is coming to get you, J-Cat, <laughs> fucking heading to Jersey with the with, <laughs> with the devil's wrath and all this, like, like half promo shit, you know what I mean? Like, but like serious, like this dude is sending me wild shit like this. And it was funny because, like, he blocked me on Facebook, but, like, I, because I think he was on the show at some point. So I had his phone number. So then I started texting fucking football shit, talk to him. Like, he lost his fucking mind. But, um, but so he, this dude is not of any kind of, uh, stability. You know, he, he's not the type of guy who could, who could figure out what the best thing for someone to do or how to, how to come out looking all right. You know what I mean? This dude has been a clown his whole fucking life. So, um, it's just funny to me. Uh, as far as Superhuman actually being on the GCW show, good, whatever. I mean, he's this fucking backyard juggalo kid who leaps off of shit and fucking, uh, you know, does Joey Janela moves or Shane McMahon moves or Jeff Hardy moves or whatever the fuck he chooses to do. And he's got a lot of following because he's dumb and dumb sells. Um, I mean, GCW, half of their business plan is dumb and that sells. So, um, 
you know, I mean, he goes and he does an appearance. He does a little stupid spot or whatever the fuck, and, you know, people pop, and it is what it is. Um, it is, you know, I mean, they were trying for that for a while, so it's like a big accomplishment. Uh, Jesus Christ. I have my fucking cold brew, and I'm still uh, yawning out this bitch. Um, so, um, train wreck wrestling. Uh, as expected, I... I had called all this shit, and look, I'm I'm no fucking Nostradamus to say that fucking uh, Ian Rotten's kid isn't going to pull off a successful tournament. The show after uh, he pulled that other shit with the kid getting hurt and fucking cut up and all that and all the, the media response he got. So he's going into, it's supposed to be in October, two-night tournament, 24 fucking guys. Uh, I mean, the payroll on that would be fucking crazy, you know? Even if these guys are getting minimal, it's 24 guys, two nights. Then you add non-tournament, all that, whatever they're paying for the building, you know, which, I mean, they're half the time they're running in sheds and shit like that. So, um, but, um, so G Raver backed out and took another booking at Horror Slam. So, you know, uh, JC went on there and was like, yeah, like, uh, it's not our fault. He, he backed out. He took another booking. Da, 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 da. And I'd imagine Slack's going to be out, too, based on JC putting out there in the same post. Uh, uh, just to address the elephant in the room, I placed a call to Slack, waiting to hear back from him. And then, like, as the comments kept going, like, you could see, like, he hadn't heard back yet. Because he's like, still, I'm, I'm hoping he, I'm hoping he's still in. So like, it's not looking good on JC's end as far as you know what he's putting out there. So those are two of the major names. I mean, you got G Raver and potentially Schlack not being in the tournament. Um, and, and this is, I mean, it's fucking August. This tournament's in October. So if, if by successful or pulling it off or whatever. Is just him putting together, you know, a handful of backyard fucking wrestlers and, uh, you know, untrained fucking idiots going out there and uh, outlaw fucking mud show, uh, you know, then then it'll be super successful. But uh, come on, you know, it's uh, it's it's falling apart very fast. But you guys can go out there and you can um. You can pre-purchase tickets and get some sweet sweatpants. So there's there's that. Also, um, he he posted a picture last week or the week before. I forgot to mention this, but he had crashed his vehicle, or his girlfriend crashed his vehicle, or at least they're saying that's their vehicle. And uh, it, it, they're looking for PayPal donations and uh, Venmo and all of that other shit to pay for the accident because the car is totaled. So, uh, you know immediate questions arise which is okay first off do you have no insurance because i'm pretty sure if you total your car that should be an insurance issue not fans help me buy another fucking car issue um also um is there any proof that's that's even your car that you didn't just stop by the fucking junkyard take a couple pictures and go fans we're really fucked up now you know we're we're coming up on sickness I mean, I'm sure you guys are coming up on sickness, but it has nothing to do with the fucking tournament. Um, you know, uh, it, it's just exactly as I would have expected it to be going. Um, I saw a picture 
on Instagram before. And it's this girl, uh, Alexia Nicole, I guess her, her name is. And I think this was on Beyond Wrestling. I think. Now, she's turning back to the camera... And she's got a thong going up her ass. And I, I'm pretty sure you can see her asshole in this picture, right? On the caption, she says, don't be a creep. Or like, a you know, capitalized on a period after each one. You know, like, you know, like she's making a sentence out of each word. And then puts a peace sign. And then parentheses says, please, I have family on here. So, this picture... <laughs> is is a ridiculous draw for attention via a thong up her ass and then she's telling people to not be a creep because she has family on here so i just picture the family viewing this this thong ass picture pressing their lips together and giving a quick nodding motion as they scroll down and go well i wish her the best you know <laughs> like it's fucking crazy i i don't understand how these women are presenting themselves this way and then, you know, turning it on the fans. Like, don't you be weird. It's like, I'm pretty sure you're being weird, bitch. Like what the fuck is going on? doesn't make any sense. It's almost like, like, you know, if you're watching like a porn scene and like halfway through the chick makes direct eye contact with the camera, gets up and goes, are you looking at my tits? And it just goes black screen. It's like, what the, wait, what, what the fuck just happened? You know, uh, it's just really weird. They really like uh, a lot of them really present themselves and sell themselves in a way where it's like, look at this, look at this. And it's like, don't you dare mention what you're looking at. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so let me see. What what else do I got? Um Harley Race died. Rest in peace to Harley Race. I, I'm not the biggest old school guy. Um, maybe I should be. In retrospect of a lot of things that I have a problem with, with um, the indies and wrestling in general and that fight feel being gone, I kind of came in after, like, all of that old school stuff. You know, when I was a kid, I, I watched a lot of, like, you know, that, that old Ultimate Warrior era type stuff. And um, – I didn't. I don't really think that I had much access to any of the other stuff. If I did, it it just wasn't what I was steered towards, or um, you know, what grabbed my attention as as you know a kid. And then um, as I got older, you know, I kind of like fell out of wrestling uh, watching altogether when I was like a teenager. And then when I was in my late teens, I got back into it. Attitude Era, that type of thing. WCW. Attitude Era, um, then I got into some ECW, and then when I moved back down here, you know, early 20s is when I got into the Indies and CCW and the, you know, ROH and, you know, all those things that, that came after that. So, um, but a lot of the things I have a problem with is, like, there being no fight feel. Guys not taking it seriously. Um, they're, they're not being that, that aura of these two guys are badasses and they're going to beat the shit out of each other. So, um, maybe I should go back and watch some of these fucking real deal cats that were, were beating the shit out of each other and putting some believability to it. My only issue that that's continuously steered me away from like going back and watching like the old school stuff is like a headlock finish and shit like that. Like 
I, I don't need like crazy shooting star press on everything, but um, I, I need some kind of impact. I need something more than just like, oh, he body slammed him and, uh, you know, played to the crowd for five minutes. Like, eh. like hard hitting kick ass fucking matches. Uh, that that's something I, I could definitely get into. Um, if anyone has like, some suggestions, like real, like no joke, fucking ass kicking matches. Um, I, you know, obviously I, I've gone back and I've watched a lot of like the Masawa Kawada and that type of stuff. So like that type of thing on American soil, like I, I would love to see some of that old stuff, but I really, I don't have that much knowledge of it and I haven't really seen much of it. I, I do get easily, um, turned off by really slow moving shit. So, you know, people want to build, they want to sell you on, Oh, it's a story and they're building a story. Well, if the story moves at a snail's pace, I'm going to fucking sleep. It's a bedtime story to me at that point, you know? So it's got to have some kind of balance and, and the violence has to stay pretty consistent and, you know, yeah, it it has to have something attached to it. But I, I brought this up to say to rest in peace to him and that, um, Eddie Kingston put out something, uh, his his tribute to Harley Race because yeah everybody put up the RIPs and all of that stuff and I I, I didn't have much to say because I, again I I wasn't really very knowledgeable about him obviously I knew who he was and all of that but it was before my time and, and something I never like scrolled back and got into uh, but he put up his tribute to this and it, it says I use Mr Race as an example to younger guys when I tell them to look like you're going to fight. When I was a kid who had no idea who Harley was, but I turned on TV and I saw him in the corner before his match, all I could think was, he's going to hurt the guy he's fighting. Then he did. LOL. But he looked it and lived it. R.I.P. King. So that's that's awesome. That that to me is awesome. That that sells me. The, you know, like reading that type of thing, knowing that this fucking guy gets in the rings, looking across from a guy, he's not fucking kissing his ass online, he's not, he's not fucking dancing to the fucking ring, everyone's got a silly little ballad song, and they're fucking skipping around and clapping, and the fucking opponent is dancing to the fucking song that the, the opponent came out to, like, every, it's like a fucking dance party, it's like a gay dance party, and they fucking, like, high five, and fucking, Teddy comes out with his cat and everybody in the ring is petting the cat. Like, if you just fucking stop by his house for a fucking, to like binge watch fucking friends or something. Like, it, it's ridiculous. The fight feel is gone and everybody's just okay with it at this point. It's just like, no, no, it's just like, wrestling's fun. Just don't take it so seriously. It's like, get the fuck away from me. You know, that, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to play that game. Uh, that's not what I'm here for. So, um, you know, him saying that, that, that makes me think like, yeah, like maybe, maybe I missed a lot of what I should have been seeing and, and a lot of what would have kept me as a wrestling fan. I, it would have just further sickened me on what's going on now because what the fuck, man. And we'll, we'll get into some of that. What the fuck in a little bit. Um, um, Moxley's, uh, fighting, uh, Josh Barnett at the GCW Bloodsport. Uh, who would I want to see on that card? I, I don't even know. Again, I, you know, I so barely follow wrestling at this point and, um, you know, I can recognize whether I like it when I see it and stuff, but I, I, my mind doesn't even really work towards dream matches or anything like that anymore. Cause I don't give a fuck whether it exists next week, let alone you know, what I'm dying to see. Um, 
next week is the GCW show, the uh, the LA show. I, I think they had some good shit on there. I, I'm not even positive, but I, I'll watch it because, you know, a lot of times I could just fucking put it on my computer there while I'm sitting here at night, and it works. I think it's a Friday show. Again, I, I have no fucking idea. Um, Wrestle Circus cancels three days before their show, fucks people over on flights, all of that stuff. Yeah, that that's crazy. Uh, you know, they showed up and it was like a big fucking deal and everybody was really hyped about it. And then they just went away. I don't know who was running that. I thought Sammy had something to do with that, but not like a direct, like running it, running it. I don't know. The show surrounds me not knowing shit. Um, Leo Rush has a new hip hop song. That's nothing I'm going to research, look up. Um, I'm sure it's fucking awesome. Yeah, just a millennial jerk off with fucking Odell Beckham hair. I think he dyed his hair back, didn't he? Um, Matt Taven. I, I don't know shit about Matt Taven. I guess he's the Ring of Honor world champion. Ring of Honor is like, it's very trans, non-existent to me. I don't want to say transparent. Um, there, there's a couple companies. TNA doesn't exist to me. Ring of Honor doesn't exist to me. Every once in a while, I keep hearing about NWA and their re- resurgence. NWA has like never existed to me. Um, I know it has a legendary name and all of that type of stuff, but like, who the fuck knows when NWA's next show is? Who, who knows when who the, who the world champion is right now? Unless you're really going out of your way to to do it, like when. When Tim Storm showed up and everybody made fun of him coming into CZW and stuff, that was like the head of NWA. And then Nick Aldis fucking came in there. Like, who gives a fuck about that guy? No one was giving a fuck about Magnus when he was on the TNA or anybody else, anywhere else. So all of a sudden he was like a fucking superstar because he was the NWA champion. How many, however many pounds of gold that child give a fuck. 10, I think 10, 10 pounds. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of these companies. They're not doing anything to really push themselves forward or, or make themselves noticed. I, I have way too many fucking wrestling wrestlers and wrestling fans on my Facebook still, which, you know, little by little, we're getting rid of them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I for me to not like overhear them like hyped up about something. Cause I hear them hyped up about WWE stuff. I hear them hyped about GCW stuff, about PWG stuff, IWA, uh, you know, like th- all sorts of different parts of the country. I'm hearing these things. I'm hearing zero about like an NWA. Um, to be honest with you, I've stopped hearing about PWG as well. Um, House of Glory is another one with no fucking exposure. Like, they're right in New York. They were running shit, like, right before AJ got signed, they were doing shit like AJ versus Ricochet, and, and no one fucking knew about it other than the people in attendance. And they packed the house, but their distribution is trash. So, I, I don't know. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I guess uh, AEW starting on TV on October 2nd, Wednesday nights at 8. So there's that. Um, let me see what else I got. I thought I had more than I'm, than I'm looking at right now, but I, I know I got some shit. Let me just look. So the, the Matt Wolf thing, right? I saw a video that someone posted online, and 
Matt Wolf has been a consistent joke on the um, GCW, CCW, just just lurking. He's just lurked for a long time. Um, he was a photographer, so to speak, with a hundred dollar fucking red color red camera. Um, just like little bullshit, like shoot pics in your yard, fucking cool pics. You know, you can get the little camera at Walmart and shit. He was shooting ringside photography with this thing. And, like, he didn't have the settings down on that. And he would, like, not only shoot blurry-ass pictures, but post blurry-ass pictures. And then put, like, a watermark in the corner. And we had gotten into it the the one time. And I had, you know, said some pretty uh, non-complimentary things to him. You can go back in the archives, I'm sure, and find that at some point. Um, it, It was good times. But, um... Since then, he had become, like, a GCW ring crew. And supposedly he's training to be a wrestler and all this. And, you know, but this is this is what wrestling is now. This is, it's lended itself to, you know, just whoever the fuck you are, however you look, whatever you do, it's good enough. It's fine. We, we can find a spot for you because who gives a shit anymore, right? So uh, that that's, that's where Matt Wolf is. Now... So this video that someone posted, and I guess it was after one of the GCW shows, and they were taking the ring down. Um, Teddy was helping take the ring down, which is fucking something. I mean, that's that's at least respectful. And, uh, you know, after all this time, too, I mean, it, it's stupid because he, like, tortures fucking animals and doesn't know how to work a full fucking match, but he's still taking the ring apart. So maybe he knows, like, his value isn't really as high as uh, it's, uh, you know... It made out to be. Um, let me just throw a pillow at my cat because he's like fucking on top of the other one. All right. Um, so the the video has some idiot recording, and another smaller idiot walks up and he's like, "I'm gonna smack Matt Wolf." So like, Matt's over there, and you know, in the beginning of this situation, even though Matt Wolf was a complete dickhead. Um, you gotta kind of feel bad for this dude because he's just like fucking taking the ring apart, trying to fucking do something to, uh, I guess pay his dues or whatever the case. So he he's doing his fucking thing out there, moving the fucking beams and shit, and his fucking dude comes running up. This little this little fella, he comes running up and he's like, "Hey, Matt Wolf!" And he fucking like reaches in and just smacks the shit out of him, and then runs away. Like so, like he he's a badass. He's showing his shit on video, but then he runs away. So Matt Wolf goes in his filthy pocket and I guess pulls out a knife. So now they're like, oh, whoa, weapon, not fair. That's not fair. And it's like, like the, there's so much wrong with this scene. And uh, then he like somehow immediately gets into like a mount position on this kid, which like if you're able to get into that position like that fast on this fucking dude, like I, I don't even know how that worked out. Like, is this all a fucking a work? Where they're they're doing a little fucking play along scene, um, or or did this dude just like submit that fast because he knew he fucked up? Like I I don't know what the fuck happened, but if he can get him into this like immediate mount position, then fuck the knife just rain punches on this little dude's fucking head. Like he just smacked you in your fucking face, and now you chase him down and you're sitting on top of him. So just like, and there was no punches, no anything. Like the dude's got a knife and he's yelling, at him, like you think I'm playing with you or some shit. 
And and then now like Teddy like gingerly walks over there and she's like, Give me the knife, eh? Or whatever the fuck he says. And like within like a second he's walking away calmly with the knife in his hand and they're like, Oh yeah. And that a little dude that smacked uh, Matt Wolf's going, You're fired, you're fired. and like yeah. For all of this to be going on and then put out to the world in GCW's backstage or uh, behind the scenes, whatever you want to call it, it is so fucking ridiculous. If there's any legitimacy to this situation at all, this is the type of shit that gets you fucking put on the news. This is the type of shit that gets you shut down. You know, if you got like little fucking like ring ring crew like pulling knives on each other and shit like that, like it's just real dumb. It's real fucking dumb. Like, none of those guys should be allowed anywhere near your company again. I was hoping that when I heard you're fired on the thing, that it was Brett just saying, like, both of you motherfuckers are out of here. Of course, Brett doesn't have any morals either. Um, uh, so, on that note, they're, they're naming another show after a drug reference. Now, again, we're we're being told to believe that Nick Gage is now uh, sober and clean and you know, since he's off parole and he's just happy to be out, this and that. So they had one show called Crushed Up with like a crushed up pill looking logo. This is their world champion. This is a guy who who robbed a bank in broad daylight because he was addicted to pills. So you would think that if this is, this is you know, your guy. I mean, Brett Lauderdale is supposed to be his best fucking friend. If this is your guy and he is clean and sober and he is he is a guy, which, I mean, you know, you, you could see him drinking beers and doing this and doing that. So, you know, he's not sober. But to say that he's like off his major vice and not taking pills or anything like that, I, I would be offended if my guy who ran the fucking company was naming wrestling shows after drug references. And I and I was trying to keep myself fucking straight. But again, nothing fucking clean about what Gage is doing. So that's, that's such a blatant reveal on, on what's really going on. So they did crushed up and now they're doing two cups stuffed, which I had to look up. Cause I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You know, what, what kind of silly shit is that? And apparently that means, um, codeine cough syrup mixed with Sprite. That's two cups stuffed. So, uh, you know, another super cool fucking drug reference, man. And, uh, you know, again, just, just keep creating this, like, lawless environment and all of that shit. You know, just invite that type of behavior in because what can possibly go wrong? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Cater to your crowd as far as the entertainment and this and that. But when you're using, like, blatant fucking drug references for fucking show titles... And your your world champion for, like, two years now has done fucking... For whatever it was, four or five years for fucking robbing a bank in broad daylight for a pill addiction, violated within his first year out, spent another year in just to come back out yelling gang shit and you're naming fucking shows after drug references. I mean, you guys are stupid as fuck. Uh, and, you know, you're running successful shows all over the fucking place. And then you got ring crew pulling knives on each other and fucking you're <laughs> naming shows after drugs. Like, you know... I mean, you're begging for your downfall. That, that's that's what you're doing. Like, you know, they, they say uh, people pray on your downfall. You're praying on your own fucking downfall. It's like Brett's going to bed at night going, please, God, take this all away from me. I know I've done very well, and I've 
I've given the fans a lot of things that they want. But if you can have this all come crashing down on my stupid ass head, that would be fantastic. It's just, it's unbelievable. I can't, I can't even fucking fathom like what's going through your mind. Why do you think that spells money to, to do this like drug reference bullshit? So I don't know. Um, let me see what's going on here. Uh, all right. Um, trying to see what else I got. Oh, Warrior Dash. Uh, this is a race-related thing. I don't mean uh, you know, ethnicity race, but um, Warrior Dash was uh the second race I ever did. I did, um, Foam Fest was my first one. It was a 5K obstacle race. And it was, it was basically built off of, um, like inflatable obstacles. And, you know, like the, more or less like bounce houses, you know, there would be like a little inflatable wall you had to hop over. And then there was like a fucking slip and slide that was like fucking something like 300 meters or something. It was fucking crazy. And it was filled with foam. So you just had to like sprint and dive on it. It was fun as hell. But when I did that, they had a slide. It was like fucking two stories tall. It was all inflatable and shit. Um, but when I did that, because that was my first ever obstacle thing, it was like a 5K. It was on a mountain. So, like, the toughest thing about that was the actual mountain. Um, but uh, i never done a race before. I never did anything like that before. I was still drinking. It was right towards the tail end, right before I, I quit drinking. So, between my first and second race, I'd quit drinking. Um so I did that, and then I said, you know what? I want to step it up. I know these things exist out there. I've heard about Tough Mudder and Spartan races and stuff like that, and there's some other ones out there. But I want to try another something that's like a 5K, but it's got a little bit of more of a toughness to it. None of this inflatable shit. I want walls. I want, you know, whatever the fuck you could throw at me. So the first one I, I tested myself with was Warrior Dash. And that that gave me again a taste of okay now this is this is real deal obstacles all that the distance isn't crazy it's 5k but I was never a runner I was never any of this stuff so this was and by the time I started that one I had quit drinking already so now it, it was one of my first tests too one of my first true tests of um you know my sobriety. Because all these races, they offer you a fucking free beer after the race. Motherfuckers are running around with pitchers and shit like that. The, the Warrior Dash had like that Viking um, type of uh, theme to it. So you had motherfuckers running around with Viking helmets on, like chugging beers and shit like that. And I'm just walking through there like, yep. And I'm just fucking <laughs> laser focused, do what I got to do, fucking going through this shit. And uh, just, again, just continue to test myself physically and push myself in a direction that I was looking to go. When I completed that, I, I, I again, looked at myself and said, I can do more than this. I, I can fucking do this. And, you know, I went on from there. And I think from there I did uh, Tough Mudder. And then the following year I did Super Spartan and a bunch of other shit. I did like a bunch of races the next year. Um, but, yeah, um, so – the the reason why I'm bringing any of this up is Warrior Dash has, has closed its doors, canceled all of its fucking races, and they're done. Um, Rugged Maniac and Spartan races are both stepping up, and if you had registration to those races, I haven't done Warrior Dash since I think I did two of them or one of them. 
trying to look at my old metals now. It's going to make a lot of noise if I go too heavy with these because there's a lot of fucking metals there. I think I just did the one, I want to say. I'm only seeing one metal here. Uh, Yeah, I think I just did the one. And then after that, you know, I, I just kept moving on to, like, bigger, better, different things. Kept trying to, like, test myself. But, um, yeah, so I only did the one. But, again, like, uh, you know, if anyone did register for those things, uh, they'll honor your registration on one of these other races as, you know, uh, kind of good faith or whatever the fuck. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, that's a shame. You know, I mean, it's definitely uh, – you know, made me think a little bit just because, again, it, you know, it had some significance in my early race goings. But a lot of these races haven't evolved. That's the thing. Like, Rugged Maniac is dope, too. Like, I like Rugged Maniac. They they packed a shitload of obstacles in, in a 5K course. But I'm past 5K courses. I'm not spending over $100 to run a three-mile fucking course. I don't need it to be fucking 13 miles. But you got to give me fucking something. You got to put at least, like, a couple distances on there you know, and give it, like, a doper medal for the fucking, the longer distance or something, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that, that shit isn't gonna fly when it's just, like, fucking three miles and, you know, it's gonna cost me a hundred dollars or whatever the fuck it is to, to be in it. That's, I gotta take a day off for all of that. You know, to me, it's just not worth it. And it's a shame because they do have a, a really good course. Um, I think, um, I think, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Mark Cuban. I think Mark Cuban, um, headed up the rugged maniac thing. I think that's like his version of these obstacle races. So there's, there's some money behind it and everything. Um, so yeah, that's that, uh, warrior dash deal. I'm doing my last race of the fucking season, actually two races. It's, um, the bone frog race is, uh, August 17th. So I'm going to do the sprint. Well, the challenge and then the sprint. And then I'll have my uh, Trident, which is like doing all three of their races, similar to the trifecta of the uh, Spartan races. So that type of thing. Um, looking forward to that. I'm, I'm definitely upset that I had, you know, had to miss fucking two races this year. One, you know, the world championship in um, fucking where the hell was that? Uh, Vermont. Just financially, because I'd, I'd wanted to do that and plan a whole fucking trip around it and this and that, but we had to put so much money into, like, the car, and just everything else got kind of fucked up financially, so I, it just wasn't in the cards for me to plan that whole trip. It would have been, like, next weekend or some shit like that, um, but I, I would have had to, like, plan a little while out, and I just knew, like, things weren't... I, I mean, I did everything I could. I, you know, I qualified for it and stuff as far as my finishes on other races went, so... Um, that's, that's always a a huge plus to, to know that I, I qualified for it either way. Um, but, uh, and then the other one was Tough Mudder, man. They, they canceled Tough Mudder with that fucking hundred degree weather in Long Island, which is bullshit because I run in those type of temperatures before. So it sucks, but you know, what can you do? Um, so yeah, there's that. Let me see. Uh, yeah. All right. So you know what? I'm going to take a break right now, come back, and get into the bullshit. Um, it's all right. Check this out. It's the return of the real nigga with real shit. And when the smoke dies down, there's still a nigga left to deal with. This motherfucker standing one deep solo. 
shit went on with um, well you know it started with the Marco stunt thing Marco stunt um, I you know I, I've consist, uh, consistently said how disgusted I am by this little fucking kid getting his shit taken seriously you know again this dude comes out to a fucking Pat Benatar ballad Weighing a hundred fucking pounds, and all of his offense looks like absolute shit. Nothing about his offense looks fucking good. I, I don't want to like look. I, I've said it a million times. I, this shit isn't for me. So the fact that the entire fucking crowd is fucking on fire for this dude, I don't. I'm not hating on the fucking. I'll tell you they're trash because that's my opinion on it. But that doesn't change the fact that they're over. That doesn't change the fact that it's successful. This shit is not for me. So, this whole fucking thing, like, and that that's why, like, I've gotten so livid towards the fans. Fuck these fans. These fans and this society is all bullshit. It's this whole victim society, this whole inside joke wrestling. All of this, this shit is trash. And it's the fans' fault. The same reason why I say it's the fans' fault that Teddy does what the fuck he does. Teddy's a piece of shit. I hope he gets hit by a bus. But if every fan out there said, dude, we don't want to see the cat, he'd stop fucking bringing it. But motherfuckers are cheering for it and popping for it and chanting for it and taking pictures with it and, and buying fucking t-shirts with it and, and 8 by 10s with the cat and this and that. Like, so 
as long as you're doing that, he's got a reason to keep doing it. Like, it's the fans. It's these pieces of shit that are fucking paying their money to to go in and support these things. So you can't blame the guy. Like, if someone, you know, just went out there and sold shit, like literal shit, and, and people just kept showing up with a pile of money, well, keep selling that shit. Like, it is what it is, you know? But... I think it's absolute garbage, and that's how I view it. And and I've had a lot of fucking people agree with me. Again, some people are public about it, and some people aren't. But it's wrestlers, it's fans, it's a lot of people who have that same fucking mindset. And it has nothing to do with jealousy or this or that, because I don't want to be a fucking wrestler. So, what the fuck would there be jealousy about? So anyway, um, so this dude Gunner, who apparently was um, a Tennessee wrestler... I, I learned about him from Jeremy. Uh, he's telling people that um, if if you don't know who Gunner is, you're not a wrestling fan, which is fine with me because I'm not a wrestling fan. Um, but Jeremy has his finger on the pulse of that, that whole scene. And um, he's actually down in Tennessee right now um, watching that tournament down there. So um, I think it's the Scenic City Invitational. I think so. Um, so, you know, he, he's really into that shit. So he knows these fucking guys by name. He he knows all of these guys. And so, you know, when people are like, Oh, who the fuck is this guy? Well, he already knew who this guy was before any of this stuff came up. So obviously, you know, people would hit a nerve asking him, who the fuck is this guy who he had previously already supported? Um, so understandably, you know, that, that went the way it went. Um, Gunner's statement, and I don't have it down here. I don't really give a shit. Like, it, it, I don't think anything about his statement was that fucking crazy. And it, it was something along the lines, I'll just paraphrase and say that um, he said, like, I grew up watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, these type of guys. These are the guys I look up to when I thought that I wanted to be a wrestler one day. I looked at these guys as the blueprint of what I would need to be to be on TV. To to get to that point to be on TV, uh, you know, I I started training and pushing myself and trying to do all the right things, hoping that one day I would be on TV. Well, apparently, this is what it takes to be on TV, to be this five-foot-tall um, you know, hundred pound fucking kid, the Marco stunt. Yeah. Because he got signed to AEW. So that cued every motherfucker first started with MJF and MJF opened the floodgates because MJF is a very well-respected, very over, um, talented motherfucker. And he, he was the first one, I think the first one to, to go at the dude and say, Oh, you know, you're jealous and this and that like back. MJF did it in a way where he buried fucking Marco Stunt in a, in a, you know, kayfabe heel fashion saying, ah, you know, I hope he dies too. However, you're not, you know, whatever, bitter and, you know, all that bullshit. Um, so he, he went at him and then a bunch of wrestlers. Now everybody jumps on because that that's what happens. And, you know, I've had the same shit happen with me too, where like one motherfucker, Scotty Satire or somebody, He'll jump up. Oh, yeah, fucking Jake. And then motherfuckers come out of the woodwork. And then, you know, six months down the road, they're apologizing to me. Oh, dude, I was just trying to fucking be part of their their group and shit. Yeah, I, you know, it is what it is. But th- th- this is what 
this is what they're doing. So that now they're all piling on and everybody's just gunner guy. He's a fucking asshole. He's a jealous asshole. But like, you know how many fucking wrestlers that have that old school mentality don't respect fucking Marco stunt being taken seriously. The, the fucking guys, Nick Gage is having 15 minute matches with this fucking, this tiny little fella. You know, I, I take the fucking bagel boss guy way more seriously. He gets fucking hyped, you know? At least that guy acts like he wants to fight. Even when that other guy slammed him on the fucking ground, up until that shit happened, you believed his fucking hype. This fucking guy comes out singing fucking Pat Benatar, and is like, yeah, I got another little tiny kid, too. He's my brother, and we're just going to go out there and wrestle. And then, like, they get in the fucking ring, and it's like, Nick Gage has got his hands full with this little fella. Like, what the fuck is going on? Everyone's like, oh, no, you you can't take it seriously because Irish whips. Shut the fuck up. You guys are clowns. I mean, straight up again, it's not for me. You guys are are not my type of motherfuckers when it comes down to it. Like, the wrestling fans in general are just not my type of motherfuckers. Like, I don't want you around it. So I stopped attending shows. I don't want to stand in the same fucking building as you people. I don't want to be in your fucking presence. And in most walks of life, I, I won't have to be. Like it's it's only by being a fan of this silly shit that I would ever have to be in the same fucking room as you. I can on purpose fucking find my way away from you in every other facet of life other than if I decide that I cannot live without wrestling, that's the only way that I put myself right in the same fucking building as you. And I gotta that's what I started to examine myself over the years and go like Man, what what the fuck am I doing? Like, what am I doing? This guy over here next to me is shoveling popcorn into his fucking face. Half of it's, like, on his fucking chest. He's got, like, sweatpants shorts on that are, like, fucking digging up into his asshole. They look like fucking stretch pants. He's using part of his wrist to push the popcorn into his face because his hand can't get enough fucking popcorn in it. So he's, like, wrist-shoving popcorn into his face. The back of his shirt, oh, oh, that's a Pepper Park shirt, and it actually says fucking uh, uh, sex weights protein shakes. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, this is, I, I started to, like, people watch in the crowd and just go like, yo, why am I amongst these motherfuckers right now? This this is crazy. Like, I, I'm getting fucking way too old for this. And it's like everybody else is comfortable because they're amongst peers. I'm looking and going, like, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things does not belong, like Sesame Street used to tell me. And I'm that motherfucker that does not belong. So I'm not I'm not in the dark about uh, who's the one who doesn't belong in this circle. It's me all day fucking long. And I'm very comfortable with not being one of them. Um, so... You know, I just, I, I don't, I don't buy into this. This dude has to be jealous and bitter if he doesn't like what this fucking guy is doing out there. I I, I don't buy into that. And, and I just like, I started to see the statements about it and I started to get really annoyed on shit because it's just like, yeah, everyone's just piling on and this guy can go fuck himself and every match he's ever wrestled never counted for shit because everyone's on the Marco stunt wave. So fuck this guy and everything he stands for. And it's just bullshit. I don't even know the fucking guy. And and I'm already like, really? So like, 
on one hand, like, oh, yeah, you, you're bullying. Someone said he's bullying because he's criticizing this fucking kid. But, like, everybody could just throw his fucking career in the garbage. Who the fuck are you? You were never shit. You're not good enough. Fucking Matt, Matt Buck or whatever the fuck is saying, uh, uh, you know, uh, what the fuck is it? Matt Jackson is saying, uh, sounded too much like Pat Buck, so I knew I was wrong. Um, <laughs> so Matt Jackson says some shit like, oh, congrats, Marco Stunt. At least you're better than that gunner guy. And it's like, you know, that, that's the funny shit is when this, this fucking society and everybody's PC and anti-bullying thing, well, they'll bully the people who don't agree with them. You know what I mean? Not to say that Gunner's getting bullied, but people won't have a problem with piling onto this fucking guy. So, this brings me to John Gray. Now, John Gray is a guy, um, I don't know, if, if, should I go back to his history now? Now, I'll, I'll wait on that. Okay, so, let me read John Gray's fucking status. Now, just just a little preface on this is, I've been getting annoyed with John Gray for a long fucking time. And I'll go back to, like, very first history that I could even remember as far as John Gray goes. But first, I'll just, I'll just bring you back to the, the recent stuff. The, and the recent thing being the, um, the J.C. Rotten thing, the Ian's Kid thing. I had put out a status saying, like, um, does anybody fucking think that this, this show will happen? And I said, I know I got some friends on here, meaning Slack, G-Raver, like, on Facebook. I knew I had a few people on, on Facebook saying, like, hey, fucking please chime in do, do you guys really think this is gonna happen i didn't tag anyone or everything but i really put it out there like yo like does anybody really fucking think this is gonna happen none of those guys answered and again i didn't tag them I, I wasn't specifically just putting it to them but also putting it out there for this was like an all-inclusive status like fans wrestlers people on the show whoever the fuck does anybody fucking think this is actually gonna happen so i got a bunch of fucking fans Nope, nope, no fucking way, no way, not going to happen, guaranteed not, no fucking way, da-da-da-da-da, no fucking way. Bunch of fucking comments, no fucking, no fucking nothing going on there, right? So then I followed up on it because I kept thinking, and I'm like, you know, like, motherfuckers are still going to pre-purchase fucking tickets. And, 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 like, just the thought of hearing, like, oh, Oh, you didn't pay me my money back. I fucking PayPal'd them, and, like, I reported it to PayPal, and I don't know, and they're looking into it, and uh, the, has anyone heard from him? And, you know, because the fucking asshole kid had, has already, like, pre-announced that he's done with the wrestling business after this tournament that he's fucking taking people's money in advance for. Like, if you don't see what the fuck is coming, then I, I don't know what to tell you. So, and, um... You know, so then my next status was like, just to follow up on the, uh, whatever the fuck it's called, the train wreck show. If any of you plan on pre-purchasing tickets for this show, please delete yourself from my friends list because I don't respect you. While you're at it, feel free to delete yourself from this planet because I'd rather hear, I'd rather read about your passing than about your lost money that you're not going to get back from this fucking tournament. So I posted that. Now fucking 
John Gray pops up. What about the workers? You know, you all catch the workers. What about the workers who are on the show? What about them? And are you going to be man enough to to uh, admit you're wrong if it goes off without a hitch and everything goes well? And I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, well, yeah, I, everybody's included in this status. That's why I put up the one previous to say, like, does anyone really believe this shit? And everybody sat quiet. If anyone believed it then, they fucking held their, their, their tongue. You know, everybody was quiet. Nobody said, yeah, dude, no, no, I, I trust him on this one. You didn't show up and say, hey, I trust him on this one. So then on the following status where it was not as many people around already shitting on it, you popped up, well, what about, because now I came out on that, that real disrespectful, you know, threw a little comedy on it, you know, that I'd rather hear about your passing and this and that. Now it's like, oh, what about the guys on the show? And I'm like, you know, dude, you've been around this shit long enough to know fucking better, first off. And if you're going to jump out ahead of this with great confidence and, and all that to be like, well, it's going to happen and you're going to be wrong. And it's like, mm, I've heard this fucking this shit before. Um, but no, nah, I pretty much said the same thing. Well, then it would shit would apply to you, too. And as far as me admitting I'm wrong, like you're talking to the wrong motherfucker because I, I'm six years fucking sober. I've admitted my faults a million times over. I, I'm all about calling myself out on shit as well as other people. People don't like that I call other people out on shit, but that's that's just something I do because I'll do the same shit for myself and anybody else. This this is this is just how I am. I'm blunt and honest, and a lot of people respect it. Again, real recognize real, and if you don't look familiar, then there's a reason because I don't recognize you. Um, so he had put that shit out there, and again, I was already like pre annoyed by this fucking guy over years. And he put that shit out there, and I'm already like, this fucking guy is the one guy on my fucking friends list that's on the show and waving the fucking flag. You're going to be wrong. And it's like, you fucking know better. Like, cut the bullshit. You're really waving the J.C. Rotten flag. And meanwhile, like, a week or two weeks passes. Oh, G. Raver's off the show. Maybe Schlack's off the show. Oh, he's got a crashed car he's trying to get Venmo money from the fans from. Oh, you guys can get some sweet sweatpants. Like... Holy shit, this is going in a bad direction fast. But again, like, he sits quietly, you know, and just does his fucking thing, right? So I'm already, like, like fucking alright with this guy. Like, I'm already, like, I, you know, I don't need to hear any more out of this fucking guy. Like, I am willing to cut ties with the majority of fucking wrestlers and fans and shit like that on my fucking Facebook. I have a lot of them on there. Like I said, they can, they can go away little by little. The the people I respect and the people I talk to and shit, I have a feeling they're going to stay because those are my type of fucking people. And I think a lot of you know exactly who you are because I, we, we talk in that manner. We talk in that manner where you know that we're on the same fucking page on a lot of things. These people that come out of the woodwork and like, what do you mean? What about the boys? Who's boys? And, and all of this bullshit. Here's another little side thing before we go like into the whole fucking thing. They're like, the, the, this whole fucking wrestling family, brother, 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 it's fucking irritating. They're not your fucking brothers, guys. What the fuck, man? Half of these guys talk shit about you every fucking minute, and it's just going to be brother, 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 brother. Like, sh shut the fuck up already. Are, are you guys fucking adults? At one point, are you going to act like adults? You're not fucking Hulk Hogan. Not, he, he didn't have 12 brothers either. Half of the motherfuckers didn't like him either. 
everybody's a brother, brother, brother. And then they started calling fans. Oh, no, thank you, brother. There's a fucking Matt Tremont. But, I mean, just in general, everybody's a brother. Everybody's, oh, yeah, no problem, brother. Yeah, just pull you in a little closer. So when you get fucked, it's like, oh, well, that's, that's my brother. It's, it's all right because, I mean, he took my money. But, uh, you know, it's my brother. Things happen. Like, <laughs> that's family. You're not fucking family. Go talk to your actual family, goddammit. Um, so anyway, uh, let me find his status. So he says this. Why all the hate? I've been around this industry for 21 years. When I was coming up, guys like Vic the Bruiser and Tracy Smothers didn't knock a guy for getting a shot. Hell, I lost count of how many times they put over scrawny 145-pound Simon Says. Marco Stunt is an amazing talent. Amazing in all caps. Has a great hand at a show, and I couldn't be happier for him, Bryce, Joey Janela, Rick Knox, MJF, and all the others who are getting deals. Congrats on what y'all do. Uh, Keep doing what y'all do. Congrats. Don't allow... Bitter, jealous people to taint your success. So I commented and I said, you know, not everyone that hates this shit is jealous, right? I have no desire to be a wrestler and I'm not entertained by a little fella in Build-A-Bear jeans bumping grown men all over the place. His offense looks like absolute trash, but this inside joke fan base loves it. For that reason, he's over. But again, not everyone is automatically a bitter, jealous hater because they're not willing to play along with this romper room wrestling. So that was my, my uh, initial thing. And then I said, and also, don't be too happy for Janela, who was shitting on you on commentary two weeks ago. I'm going to make it easier for you, though. I'm going to delete you from here so you can keep white-knighting every piece of shit on the indies with little to no argument. So that, that, was, my fucking, that was my fucking stance there, right? So now, keep that in mind. I'm, I'm going to go into the private messages that I get a minute later. But I also want to point out the things that, uh, like, his, his wife then follows up because then, you know, even after I deleted him, getting, like, you know, um, notifications saying, oh, someone commented on your comment or whatever. So his wife pops in and goes, whoa, seriously, since when are people not entitled to their own opinion? When did the whole idea, if you don't like a post, keep scrolling, go away? It's just social media. And let me just stop right there. Because if that's the status, if that's the fucking stance we're taking, nobody scrolled past fucking Gunner, did they? No, nobody read his shit went, man, I don't like his opinion. I'm just going to keep scrolling. Everybody fucking dogpiled on him because everybody was on the same team. But as soon as someone else says something on the other side of the fence, why don't you just keep fucking scrolling? Get the fuck out of here. Um, anyway... If he was crapping on John Gray and John still chooses to congratulate him, that makes John a bigger person. He loves the business and he's not going to take anything away from anyone who has a God-given talent. Might not always agree, might not always agree or not everyone will be entertained by the same people, but that's what makes this business. There's something for everyone. So that's that's uh, what his wife said. Now, he sends me a private message. Uh, so he sends me this private message. Let me see. Da, da, da. Now, mind you, 
I, I had made this comment. I was eating breakfast. It was like 7.15, 7.30 in the morning, something like that. So now he hits me up, and this is 7.46 a.m. on Thursday. I'm, I'm like getting ready for work. I'm getting in the shower, that type of thing. And he sends me this. I mean, I always thought we were able to agree to disagree without all that. My post was directed at workers who were shitting on him, most of which were doing so because they themselves, he, he misspells a lot of things, um, the, T-H-E-U, so I guess that was supposed to be they themselves are not over for whatever, and whatever's in all caps for whatever reason, uh, for whatever reason, I like you, Jay. I respect your view, and I have never attacked you. Guess I just thought, J-I-S-T, thought we were better than that. And then, now pay attention to this next thing, because he sends me this right after that one. Also, I'm aware Janella was shitting on me. However, when my parents died, Janella was one of the first people to reach out to me. I don't put a lot of stock in what's said over commentary. I heard it and addressed it. So so keep in mind all of that shit that he just said right there. He likes me, respects my view. Um, also, he knows Janela shit on him, and he heard it and addressed it, all that shit, right? Just keep that in mind because he loses his mind like somewhere in the middle of the day when it's fucking – when he ran low on meth. Um so I, I immediately responded to him again, getting out of the fucking shower. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, nah, man, you irritate me, defending every piece of shit idea like this kid and Ian's asshole kid, etc. You're so in love with being one of the boys that you have to white knight everything. I'm good. I barely watch wrestling now because of the type of shit you support. So if someone does more irritating me than posting anything I want to read, I move on. And that was it. He didn't fucking respond to me. He read that right away. He went back on the post and said, I guess I irritate him by quote unquote white knighting, whatever, shake my head or some shit or what the fuck ever he put or some shit like that. Right. So that was the end of that. As far as I was concerned, I went to fucking work to take care of animals and do what I do. I, I, I had no, like, I wasn't going to like banter with this dude all day. Again, this is like, yeah, I fucking scroll through Facebook sometime in the morning, you know, fucking make a post or some shit while I'm eating fucking breakfast, and then, you know, go fucking about my day. And then sometimes I go back to my phone, like, you know, uh, on break or some shit at work. <laughs> I got a bunch of notifications and screenshots being sent to me and all this other wild shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess that went somewhere. Um, so, right, <laughs> check this shit out. So... He he definitely was on some shit here because um, this is 3.48 p.m., <laughs> right? This is the message he says. So you shit on everyone. I should read it like him. So you shit on everyone when they disagree with you. So you're, and it's why I, you are, you're no better than anyone else. You're the only, only's in all caps, that's why you got to raise the tone, only fan, and fan is in quotes, which I'm not a fan, stop it, um, that's disrespectful, uh, I've ever met that actually wind, that's like wind with two ends, in case you wind, you wind, when they 
Well, T-H-R-Y got close to the action, and instead of we all should have moved, want to shoot on Alex Cologne for being unsafe, get the fuck out of here, go run more miles. You're no better than anyone else. Get off your fucking high horse. Never seen more solid proof that you are the pot, I would be the kettle. As for Janella shitting on me, it's a fucking work, you moron. Now, so I just responded with, hi, you mad now? Um, but now, okay, let, let, let's break this silly ass statement down. Um, first off, he goes into the Alex Cologne thing. I, I just want to go into this one fucking more time because I, I find more people are obsessed with it. Then I've even talked about it. And I think I've covered it more times based on other people trying to revisit history and rewrite history on what it was. And all these people weren't fucking there. So anyway, tournament to death. Second row. Second row. I had three women in front of me who happened to be at the concession stand at the time. Alex Cologne has fucking barbed wire wrapped around his foot. Takes a fucking back body drop from Matt Tremont to the fucking to into the crowd. Now there was no security at all. No fucking security. When I got hurt I wait I waited like fucking two, three minutes with people with with um ML Jerkoff fucking slobbering over the guardrail going, what, are you, what did you blade or something? And I'm like, get this motherfucker away from me before I kill him. And, and um, Hamhead was out there and he's like, oh, oh, are you talking to me? I'm like, no, 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 him. So Hamhead goes and jogs himself to the back, which is um, like more than he's jogged in his entire life. So he comes back with somebody and now, now they're fucking back with somebody. It might've even been like Maven, like came out like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So there was no fucking security on ringside with fucking death matches going on. I've been going to CZW for countless fucking years to, to treat this. Like you don't know to get out of the fucking way when a guy's coming. Like there were times where like we were in the front row cause we were in the front row for 10 fucking years in the ECW arena with fucking no rope barbed wire, fucking cage of death set up fucking two feet in front of us. And if there was something, they were even going to tease a spot to that side, the fucking, the ring crew, the fucking experienced fucking security would clear the whole fucking side out just to give the aura that they might come in that fucking direction. There was a lot of that. If two fucking guys came into the crowd, those motherfuckers would be run like, like, uh, like NFL linemen. There would be security out front of them going, move, 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 move. So that was like a shit. Now, sure, you do see things coming and you do get a hang of what it is. But now I'm in the second row. They pack them fucking tight in Tournament of Death, especially when they're packing the house in DJ's yard and you had a thousand fucking people out there. So... Second row, you're packed in fucking tight. We're probably like six seats in, something like that. Five seats, six in. So almost in the middle, not quite the middle of the row, but like towards the end, but not right on the end. So you can just file out. The corners are kind of boxed in. So it's not like an open a fucking aisle in the corner. There's like a fucking speaker rig over there or some shit too, most of the time. So there's really not a whole shitload of room for you to like file out. You really got to like wiggle around people to get the fuck out. So it's not just like real quick back up, move out of the way, whatever. 
I'm pushed over to my right side to protect my girl who's with me because I could see, oh shit, they're going to fucking come this way. Now, I fucking squeezed over towards her, protecting her, and there's like fucking at least four chairs that are wide open for him to land in. So I would think, like, with that big fucking wide open spot, that's his job to go land in that fucking spot right there. I mean, if he needs the entire universe cleared out, maybe, again, security, somebody, somebody should fucking go, I'm going to need a little more room for what I'm about to do. And by the way, it would have been fine if it wasn't barbed wire wrapped around his fucking foot. Maybe you shouldn't do spots into the crowd with barbed wire around your fucking foot. Which, again, is why I call that shit unsafe. But, you know, suddenly it turns into J-Cat got scratched. He's a fucking pussy. Come to my fucking house and call me a pussy, you meth head piece of shit. You know what I mean? You, Scotty Satire, all you motherfuckers. Make a road trip, come show up, and see what the fuck happens as far as me being a pussy. Because you ain't fucking with me. Like, uh, so, let I'll, I'll go back to that in a second. So, he fucking comes over to guardrail, and if you watch the fucking tape... His fucking leg barely brushed me, and I barely fucking flinched, and didn't even realize I was cut until a fucking minute later, and I felt something dripping, and and, and I think it was, like, Jeremy or my girl or something was like, dude, you're fucking bleeding, and I'm like, oh, what the, really? So I looked over, and my shoulder had, like, a little scratch, and I didn't even see the gouge, it was like a fucking three-inch gash in my fucking arm that I needed a baseball stitch later on that night to close up. And they said that, like, yeah, like, they taped it together in the back and all that shit. And when I went to the fucking hospital, when I got home, because I I sat there for the rest of the fucking show, drove fucking three hours plus home, and then, like, within an hour later of fucking all sorts of wrestlers and people in the fucking business who you're fucking blowing on a regular basis so they're fucking friends with you are hitting me up going, dude, you should own that fucking company. Fuck that shit. You know, these are fucking people you respect and you look up to that you're fucking doing everything you can to be fucking nice to and like, oh, I hope they fucking like me. You know, these are the fucking guys hitting me up going, dude, they should fucking, you should fucking sue them. You should own that fucking company, this and that. This is the type of messages I'm getting after this shit. Not because, oh, J-Cat's a pussy. Shut the fuck up. Your mother's a pussy. Fuck you. So, um, so then, uh, I go to the fucking hospital, and they tell me, like, yeah, like, that's a good fucking thing you came here, because that would have healed terribly. That would fucking, you shit would have been mangled. Like, you would have been fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, so anyway, um, call that what you want to call it, but that's what actually fucking happened. So, so again, like, CZW had no fucking security out there. That's not their fault. Uh, you know, Alex Cologne fucking went to the crowd in, like, airborne into the fucking crowd with barbed wire wrapped around his foot. Not his fucking fault. It's the fucking guy who attended for 10 years. Oh, you should go out of fucking way. Like, shut the fuck up. So, um, that's that. So, that's, that's his, his plan. His, his um, that, that's his choice of attack on me, right? So, um, so I want to go back now even further because here's, here's the difference is like, you know, I've had fucking conversation with this dude, right? So this is what he actually sent to me June, 2016, June 12th, 2016. 
This is what he sent to me that night. And again, he took a little bit of the same stance. Oh, just curious. Why didn't you get out of the fucking way? And blah, blah. So uh, th- this is what he sent to me that night. But you could tell the difference in, in the ass kissing and, and you know, h- how much he was trying to not to offend until somebody offended him. And now all of a sudden, he, he, you know, he's a badass. So he goes, just curious, bro. Not trying to sound like a smart ass. I wasn't there. It's not released yet, so I haven't seen it yet. Did you not see him coming? I mean, most people get out of the way when guys start flying. Again, not being a smart ass. Just trying to, just curious as to how it happened. Sucks, man. Hope the tat is okay. It's badass for real. So I said, yeah, I backed up as far as I could. When the row is completely full of people in chairs and the security doesn't make sure the area is clear, there's only so far you can go. His foot, which was wrapped in was was wrapped in barbed wire, caught me. And he goes, oh, wow. Damn, man. That really sucks. Again, wasn't trying to be a smart ass. Cool, I said in response. Right? So that's, that's John Gray in 2016. So now when I delete this motherfucker from Facebook, you goddamn get scratched by the fucking Alex Cologne. You don't get out of the goddamn way. What the fuck? You're winning. Yeah, why are you winning at the f- <laughs> You know th- th- This is the type of shit you deal with, with These motherfuckers So then the other part of his fucking statement Which is funny again like he, he, You know he, he goes um After he gets He gets down with his fucking His badass fucking shoot on Alex Cologne and real fucking So then he goes go run more miles Again that to me sounds like Tough guy shit that that to me sounds Like Go run, motherfucker. Like, first off, again, you you just walking around going, I fucking fight you. That ain't shit to me. Like, they, you, you don't, you're not built like that, dude. Nothing about you would work out in a fucking situation with me. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just crazy. Like, why come out of your fucking mouth on some tough guy shit with, like, go run more miles? What the fuck is that even supposed to mean? First off, I don't even like running. Um, I forced myself to run, you know, in order to, to do a little better at these fucking races. I'm strong, so I'm, I'm good with the obstacles and I'm agile and that type of thing. But again, I'm a 41-year-old man that found another fucking avenue in life. Six years of fucking sobriety, which you haven't fucking completed. So that's all right. Because, um, so, so again, now let, let's just finish this statement and we'll go back into the, the, into the shit with this guy. You're no better than everybody else fucking high horse. Uh, <laughs> never seen more solid proof that you are a pot, and I'll be the kettle. Well, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Just like the sun shines on a rabbit's foot every once in a while. The fuck are you talking about? Um. So then the last thing is, as for Janella shitting on me, it's a fucking work, you moron. Oh wait a minute. Didn't you just tell me I'm also aware that Janella shit on me, but when my parents died, he was the guy, and then, and then uh, I heard it and I addressed it, and now it's a work. I mean, this dude was on fucking commentary and went, "This ref doesn't even know where the fuck he's at." This is the moron that goes out there and does death matches with no gloves on. That's what he said. So that's a work. Like, what? Who is he getting over with that work? Is he just, I, I mean, I guess that's his way of just looking like, oh, I shit on everybody, maybe? Is, is that the work? Is that the work that he's just shitting on you to, like, boost himself just like a hair? Because no one really cares that he just buried the fucking ref. But that that's what he's saying. Like, this is the fucking moron that goes out there and, and refs with no fucking gloves for, uh, 
you know, death matches. Like, yeah, yeah, he's real fucking smart. This guy looks like he doesn't even know where he is. But that that's your buddy? Like, you know what I mean? So, on one hand, it's a work. On the other hand, I addressed it. He's shitting on me. It's all right, though, because he called me when my parents died. Um... So it's just wild. The the whole fucking thing is wild to me. And um, so now let, let let's let's go back in history with John Gray. So John John runs something. Well, he used to run something called the Real Side of Wrestling, and we're talking fucking probably. I mean, I've been doing this show for nine years. It was probably a good six seven years ago. I maybe even eight. He hit me up at some point and said, hey, man, I would like to do a segment on your show and call it the real side and make it a weekly segment on the show. And I said, no, I'm not interested in that because, well, to me, my thought process was that makes me look like shit. If you're if I'm doing my whole fucking show and then sometime during it, I'm going to be like now for the real side with John Gray, <laughs> like the rest of my show is garbage. But now for the real side with this fucking guy and what it comes down to is he ran out of fucking money to do his fucking podcast because this shit costs money. And he ran out of money to do his podcast. He got to the point where he wasn't going to fucking do it. And then just tried to like find a spot on someone else's platform. So that way he could do his fucking thing pretty much cost free. He resurfaced, uh, I guess recently and had some fucking tie in with the asshole that faked cancer. So again, this guy is just like a sucker for being a sucker because all of a sudden I saw him on Facebook, you know, last year or whatever the fuck it was when that, that Mike dude faked cancer and, and everything and faked having 13 kids and, and all that shit. He was running a show with Jeremy. He was running a show with uh, a jerk off kid. Uh, and then he was running a John Gray show on his, on his network or whatever you want to call it, his feed. So when he fucking decided like, oh yeah, I was lying about all that shit. I'm out. You'll never fucking see me again. Well, he fucked everybody who was tied in with them. Like Jeremy didn't have a show with him anymore. This fucking John Gray didn't have a show anymore. And then he's like, God damn, can't trust nobody on this fucking, you know, but again, like how long are you going to be in this fucking around people who've been fucking people for years? Like, and you're just, you're just a sucker for that shit. So I found that shit fucking weird, right? Because he's just that guy. So now here's, here's some other fun shit. Because again, like, you got some old wild shit to say to me, but he wasn't even mad that I disagreed with him. He was mad that I unfriended him. So he got big mad, big, big mad off of the fact that I don't want to be his friend. So it wasn't, it wasn't just John Gray's mad that, that I don't agree with his Marco stunt gimmick. He He's super mad, super wearing a cape mad that, I don't want to be his fucking friend because let's go back to the fucking interview that I did with him and let's see how that came about. Here's how it came about. Fucking December 29th, 2018. I get this message. Jay, 
I just want to throw out there that being on your podcast as an actual guest is on my bucket list. Let that fucking sink in for a minute. Before you talk two ounces of fucking shit against me, you sent me a fucking message saying being on my fucking podcast is on your bucket list. I don't have a fucking podcast on my bucket list. There's not like, there's I, I fucking Shaq is, is one of my favorite motherfuckers on the planet. I, I am a diehard fucking Shaq fan. I have a jersey from every fucking team he's been in. On I followed him from team to fucking team. The only team I didn't follow him to was the Celtics. I couldn't be a Celtics fan. I do have the jersey, but I'm not. I couldn't have been a Celtics fan. But um, I am a Shaq fucking fan. I have no bucket list or aspirations to be on Shaq's big podcast. I, I just don't. So when you come out to say to me that to be on my podcast is on your bucket list, that's some ass kissing shit for you to have any wild shit to say to me in the future. So it's it's just a wild fucking stance you would take, you know. Go run some more miles. You're a pot and I'm a kettle. <laughs> God damn it. And fucking uh, dog day Sunday morning or have a fucking good shine on the early bird for the worm pot kettle. Um. So then it continues that that's that was just the start. I know I'm no Drake Wirtz or Jason Aries, who I had to look up who the fuck Jason Aries. Apparently, he's another ref in the WWE. I don't fucking know that because I'm not like <laughs> I'm not like super ref fan. Like I know Drake very well, and you know that. But but I've been around 20 years. I've assisted in the launch of Black Craft Wrestling, which may or may not take off like an evolve. I'm gonna go with may not. Um. I've been blessed to have shared a ring with some of the best our industry has to offer. I can't think of a better platform than your show to discuss it. I'm opening I'm open to anything as well. Up to and including my OVW time and my shoot behind why I was fired. And then he puts in parentheses... I was coked out and stole $150 from Mike Bucci and various others. My redemption, working for Ian Rotten, and why I left IWA Mid-South. So, months later, I had him on the show. I don't remember exactly when I had him on the show. It could have been a month later. It could have been three weeks later. I'm not really positive, but I said, fuck it. I'll give him the fucking interview. So, I gave him the fucking interview. But again, like, Let's not get it fucked up and be like, oh, well, that guy was on your show. Like, how how could you have a problem with him? Because I never fucking asked him to be on my show. When someone's like, dude, I, I want to come on your show and tell you a story about how I was coked out and stole money from fucking Nova and got fired. I'd be like, fucking stop by. I mean, it sounds interesting to me. And shit, I, I had no problem with the interview. I felt like he said a lot of fucking interesting things and all of that stuff. But again, like, when I decide I don't want to be your fucking friend and you come out of the blue like some fucking badass, run more miles, you kettle, and um, all of this bullshit, like, shut the fuck up. You're a silly little drug addict. That's what you are. You could say recovered, all of this other bullshit, but how, how do you have a fucking disagreement at 7.30 in the morning and snap at 4 o'clock in the afternoon about the same shit that no one said anything more about. 
To me, that sounds like a drug problem. And again, that that's your fucking that that's your shit to deal with. That's not mine. I don't give a fuck. Like as far as like the Alex Cologne shit, like dude, I I consistently put Alex over as a wrestler, as a deathmatch wrestler as a whole. I I put him over. I I say he's kind of unfucking safe, but I I I think I have fucking reason to say that. And, and you know, and keep in mind, this isn't a guy who I had John Zandig calling my house, fucking a week later. The the next day for sure, and then a week later still going, dude. Are you all right? Like, how you doing? Da 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 da. John Zandig was calling me. While you motherfuckers were calling me a pussy out there, John Zandig's calling me and doing like, yo, that should have never fucking happened. The security should have been there. I take responsibility to. I know it's not my company, but I was there that day. And I should have made sure that things were being handled my way while I was there and all of this stuff. And I'll, I'll pay for your tattoo session to fix it up and all of that other shit. Like this, this is, a, you know, and I never, I never took him up on that type of thing. Cause my, my guy, you know, he, he took care of it. You know what I mean? He, he, he touched it up and it looks fucking great and all of that. Because it left a big fucking, you know, white line fucking scar, big thick white line scar across the animal's face and shit, you know? But it is what it is. I don't dwell on it like that. Like, it, it's it's something that happened. I'm not going to pretend like it didn't. And I, and the, the fucking weird thing to me is I get this vibe that, like, some of you little Deathmatch Freak fans, I think, are half jealous. It, it's not something I'm fond of. It's not something I think is cool. But you guys are like, fucking little cut, fucking scratch. You guys, you fucking let it go. And it's like, dude, I don't, I don't really... I only bring it up when shit like this happens and people have to like go out of their way to be like, yeah, well, you're fucking Alex Cologne. Like, again, that was fucking three years ago. And your response to me saying that you're a fucking, you're a fanboy fucking ref who, who's trying so hard to be one of the boys that you have to agree with motherfuckers and, and bandwagon bury a motherfucker for this, but then get mad at me. Oh, you fucking bury everything that you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I just, that's what I do, but again, if you don't like it, keep scrolling, why does that apply to you, but not to me, why does that apply to you, but not to Gunner, you know, I don't like this Marco stunt cat, but if this guy sells tons of fucking, you know, look, I don't like Harry Potter, I think Harry Potter's trash, I can't stand this little motherfucker, (laughs) it's like a billion dollar fucking, uh, it's like a billion dollar fucking business, Harry Potter shit. So of course it should continue. I'll never support it. It's not my fucking thing. But who gives a fuck if it's my thing or not? But you know, some people just can't fucking stand hearing that someone's that against it and they they get really fucking riled up and then they just want to team up and bury that other shit. But it is what it is. I just I just call shit like it is. And I've said fucking many, many times, I'm just one jerk off from Jersey. And if you take my opinion that fucking seriously, that it just fucking hurts and you got to like fucking Jake out with his fucking shit again. Again, scroll by. Why do you guys keep listening to my fucking show that hates so much? It's like, I don't know. Like I said, the, the most popular, unpopular opinion on fucking podcasts, I guess. Um, but it's it's, you know. So much of this shit is not for me. Um, check out my man, Jeremy. 
he's doing his thing. I got you five stars. He's going to be on fucking fire, man. He, he's taking in like three, four days of fucking wrestling down there in Tennessee. His first time going out that way. He's going to be fucking hyped to fucking tell you about all of the fucking things that he's seeing out there. There's a lot of upcoming talent that this dude is seeing. And he's, he's told me about these names. He's told the world about these names on his fucking podcast. And I, I can't lie to you. I, I ignored pretty much every bit of it. And then, you know, months down the road, I'd see a fucking guy on a GCW show and be like, dude, you hear about this guy? And then I'd like, before I hit him up, I'm like, let me just check if this guy, oh, fucking guy had him on the show six months ago. Uh, So fucking this guy already knew about a guy that I just saw on on GCW. So, I mean, you want to see some of the guys that got some major fucking talent out there that maybe haven't hit these these big, um, you know, Northeast promotions just yet. Check out Jeremy's show. He's really spotlighting guys who you should probably pay attention to. Um, check out uh, my man Shaheen. He's over there killing it. I mean, this dude, um, he, he's he's fucking doing commissions for all sorts of motherfuckers. This dude, I, I'm convinced at this point, he just did every every bit of animation that's ever happened in the history of animation. But, no, nah, seriously, anything you've ever seen in, in the history of animation, he can do for you. He could put together anything for you. And I think that's a fucking fantastic idea that he's got that he's going with as far as the, um, uh, like, if you're going to, like, a convention and, you know, they sell those fucking pictures on the fucking tables and they're just stacks fucking six inches high and just fucking the same picture. And that guy just signs and signs and signs and signs and signs. You could show up with unique, one-of-a-kind fucking art that's just some shit that you had created. And that fucking, that person who you idolize so much that you paid tickets to go get the autograph from is going to stop and notice the fucking art you put in front of them because you put out the effort to commission Shaheen to get this shit done to make something special. So not only do you have a one-of-a-kind piece sign on your fucking wall, that fucking guy or that woman or whoever the fuck you're, you're going to see is going to have a piece in front of them that's going to make them stop and go, wow, where, where'd you get this from? This this is nice. This Look at this. Because he does quality fucking work. You know what I mean? So that's that's some shit you should really check out and think about. Because I've, I've seen all these conventions for, for horror movies and comic books and, and for this and for that. And, um, yeah, you got to check them out. Because that, that's a really unique, very um smart thing you know to be doing and a way to take his business and and really um you know give you some unique type of shit because and shit man down the road that shit could be worth money because if you're looking at more of a -a one-of-a-kind piece or, or the first piece he's ever signed like that there's a million with this guy's autograph on that fucking picture but there's only one of the one that you had commissioned or maybe he makes a few more after that but that was the first one he ever had commissioned you know, I mean, it's, it's some pretty cool shit and, um, something you should definitely look into if you're into that type of thing, or if you just want some fucking art to put on your wall, you know, spotlight some shit you're into. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's something you should definitely check out. He does, um, nuclear heat graphics, uh, check him out on the wrestling overdose, doing the podcast thing. And, uh, yeah, everything else he's into over there. He's fucking creating documentaries and he's got a Patreon and all this other crazy shit, man. Give him your fucking money. Um, then you can check out uh, Dirt Sheet Dudes, the box man and Anthony over there doing their fucking thing. Um, 
you can check out fucking uh, Wrestling Soup. My guys over there go way back. Joe Numbers, Anthony Missionary Thomas, uh, just doing their thing. They're they're just like a fucking. They're just like, uh, like worldwide at this point. Worldwide fucking conglomerate. Yeah, I mean they got Shaheen under the banner. You know they, they got a whole fucking channel going on there. And and major major support going on there, and then they've earned it. They've done all the fucking work. They've done all the things that you should be doing in podcasts. The opposite of what I do, and they they have live shows and 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 appearances and shit like this. You know what I mean? That's that's what's up. So shout out to them. They're doing their fucking thing. Um, NFL is about to get fucking started. I told you. I warned you one fucking time. I'll tell you again. The NFL is about to start, and I'm about to get fucking crazy. Shit is about to fucking go off. I'm not going to be easily contained. Um, I'm going to lose fucking money again this year. Um, <laughs> that's not a goal, but it's a fact. Um, I, I want to... We went to AC the other night, um... For Nina's birthday, and I won 140 there. I got a good system at roulette, man. I tell you what, like I I need that type of system for the NFL. Um, but I got a good system for roulette, and um, you know that that that's that shit, man. I I win almost every time I'm there. It's not um, I mean obviously there's some luck involved, but there's a little bit of a system that I got, and uh, I, I'm very happy with that. I like to continue to do that, and uh, you know. I'm definitely going to go out there another few times in the next month or two and, uh, you know, try to try to continue this role that I'm on. I don't like to lose money, so I'm not really willing to put out much. But I, I seemingly get the money that I put out back, put it back in my pocket, and then I build up from there. And I'm usually able to build up pretty well. So I left there up 140 uh, on uh, whatever it was, Tuesday, Monday night. Monday night, uh, we stayed at the Claridge because, uh, we decided that like, we were kind of on a last minute thing to get an, uh, get a hotel room. Uh, we had initially not planned to stay tonight. We were just going to go out there do a little gambling, hit the Wahlburgers. Uh, they, they don't disappoint at Wahlburgers. Um, and fucking, uh, then we were like, ah, fuck it. Uh, the Muppet movie convinced me to kind of want to take the next day off and then so we figured yeah let's make a night out of it whatever so um at that point you know hotels were kind of up there we love to stay at the ocean the ocean is my joint the next time we stay we'll, we'll definitely be back at the ocean the Claridge was a good little change of pace and everything and it was a nice place to see they had i want to say it was set in like the 20s or something I don't know errors that well, but it had like a really old school vibe to it where the elevator said like this car up, you know, with the, with the light up sign. And it had like the gold board where you'd see like the numbers of the fucking floors. It was like 23 floors or some shit. And you could see like the numbers of the floors, like where the elevator is at the time on a big gold board with the little light up numbers and shit. So it had like a real old school vibe to it clean, but looked like real fucking old timey and shit. So, um, you know, that, that I I thought was pretty cool. It was a nice place to stay as far as like cleanliness and all that. They had a rooftop bar thing, which, you know, I don't drink, but I just want to go up there and see the fucking, the, the AC from the, uh, the rooftop. And that was pretty cool. Um, I feel like the rooftop bar could have used some like ground lighting. You know what I mean? Like if they did some track lighting along the ground, you don't want to like too heavily light the outside there because it would have took away from the skyline. 
but I think if they would have ground lit it a little better, like from the floor, um, I think that would have really popped that. That would have looked really cool. But, you know, what the fuck? I, I don't own the building. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, you know, it was nice. Again, we hopped over to the ocean, did the Wahlburgers and the gambling, and, um, you know, had a good time with that. And um, then I fucking, uh, the next day, we went to see the Muppet movie in the theater, 40th anniversary. The movie came out when I was one years old. I didn't see it in the movie theater initially. I've seen the Muppet movie many, many a times, but never got a chance to see it on the big screen. So it was really cool to take my three kids and go to the Muppet movie in the theaters because, it, you know, you know, you don't get that opportunity. You know, I wish they would run a lot more older movies in the theaters again for whatever anniversaries or whatever the case is. I don't, I don't know like how much money it's really going to pull in, but you know, they find a way to run it. I mean, if this shit is pretty much dispensable or disposable on DVD at that point, how hard is it to run like off nights and just run old fucking movies, do a different one every week type shit. You know what I mean? I don't know. There used to be, I, I, I got to thinking about it and it's crazy how like movie theaters now are um, kind of struggling, but they've stepped their game up. And um, now they have, like, the recliners and, like, the in-theater dining and that type of shit and serving alcohol in the fucking joint and, like, full-on, like, electronic recliners and, um, you know, the, the surround sound and, you know, the IMAXs and they're doing so much more. When I was younger, I, I was counting the, the fucking, like, three screen theaters that there were just in this area. And I think there was, like, fucking something like five or six of them. And then one, uh, I guess you call it like megaplex or multiplex, um, opened up, which is the one we just went to that at this point now in 2019 is a shithole compared to these other ones with the fancy recliners and stuff. But when that one opened up, it had fucking, you know, 10 theaters, uh, 10 screens or 12 screens, whatever the case is, it just fucking knocked these three, three screen theaters out of the fucking water. Like it just blew them out of the fucking water within such a short period of time. And a lot of the three screen theaters turned from doing, um, you know, your, you know, your current movies to then they started doing like by the time movies hit like DVDs or maybe a little bit before. So the main movies would leave the movie theater. Oh shit. It's out of the theater. Oh, it's in the cheap theater now. And they would have like cheaper movies with the ones that were out of the main theaters in those little three screeners. So it was kind of cool as like a second option. Oh, you could still see it on a big screen. Maybe it's not that big multiplex shit. And at the time when that one opened up, that one's a C court. It was, it's an AMC theater. Now I don't know if it was always AMC, but I don't know the difference. So it doesn't really matter. But, um, the big thing at the time was fucking, uh, a cup holder in a seat. Yeah. On the armrest. That was like new shit back then. That was a luxury item. <laughs> the fucking cup holder. You had to put that shit on the sticky ass floor previous to that shit. Um, so it's crazy because now that's like the shithole. And now every other thing you have to like assign seats and you got the fucking recliners and a lot more space. And you got the, you know, kind of conjoined recliners on some of them. So if you have like a date night type of thing, you, you can just about fucking spooning the fucking theaters and shit, you know, that's the type of shit they got set up now, uh, it's pretty wild, you know, but I, I just thought about, like, the progression of things, and, um, 
you know, where everything is gone at this point. And also, too, I mean, the home theater thing has become such a major thing because who the fuck had a 70-inch screen or a 60-inch screen? Now everybody's got like a 50 and up somewhere in their fucking house. I mean, I remember when like a 32-inch TV was like, oh, they got a pretty big TV. Someone had one of those big-ass boxes. You'd be like fucking joining at those people's houses for pay-per-views. Like, he has a fucking projection fucking... 50 inch <laughs> you're like oh no fucking way you'd have a whole group of motherfuckers in that living room for uh like the mike tyson fight it's like a commodity now everybody's got them in their fucking bedrooms and shit you know um so yeah it just makes it that much more comfortable it was funny so we're, we're in there watching the fucking theater watching watching the muppet movie and uh Jada, my little one, she fucking dumps her entire box of fucking runs on the fucking floor. Like, <laughs> this shit sounded like a hailstorm <laughs> in the middle of the fucking theater. It's like you couldn't do anything about it. You just heard every fucking thing out of that box just fall on the fucking floor. And uh, I got to imagine that everything but the bananas rolled to the front row because that's the only thing that wouldn't roll. But uh, it, was, it was like it fucking... Uh, it parted the fucking silence in that movie theater. It actually like, created silence because like whatever little mumbling you had going to everybody just got oh, quiet. It was the fucking funniest thing ever. Definitely not something I want to happen, but uh, Jesus Christ, that was a fucking awkward moment. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so great to see the Muppets in the fucking theater. Like I, like I said before, what's going on, Sen? Um, like I said before, I a hundred percent like, love Muppets more than I do wrestling. So, um, when you, when you see my distaste in so many things in wrestling and just think, Oh, you're a negative asshole. Just realize I could watch fucking hours and hours of the Muppets Muppet show. I have the DVDs on a, on a loop and I'm not, I'm not tired of that. This, this is, this is shit that I have way more passion at 41 about than fucking in. And even looking at the intricacies of it and like, yo, how the fuck did they figure out that? I, I could watch it and be like, look, you know, you could tell the arm is pinned to the fucking guitar when Fozzie's got it here. They're using the one arm to control the one arm. They're using the other arm to control the head. Now they come off that scene. They come back and Fozzie's looking down at the guitar and both arms are moving. So now the head is fixed down and both arms are working both arms. You know what I mean? So depending on the scene is depending how they got to do that. This shit is 1979. This shit is going on. And the abilities that these guys had to tell a fucking story. And to know that when you're watching a scene full of Muppets, there's a whole nother level of people underneath that shit making it all fucking come together. And it's just amazing to me. And it's such a lost art. And to me, it's it's something that uh that's meaningful to me. You know, it, it brings me a lot back to my childhood. And I think it has like such a wholesome value to it still. That um, they, I just I just have so much respect for puppetry, and um, I think it's really cool. And I keep saying it, but I, I gotta step my game up on my my uh my uh, consistency on doing my puppet stuff. I'm gonna definitely get back into the NFL thing once I get into the season, but I'm gonna start to do some on location shit before the summer's done. I'm gonna do some all uh, you know traveling stuff with my puppets. I had a little fun with it when I did Grizz at the Ocean for my birthday in March. And then we brought him to the uh, Jim Henson exhibit in New York. Um, but I'm definitely going to do some more of that. You know, this, this is stuff that I really enjoy the, you know, uh, animals and, and puppets and, and uh, like these type of things. This, this is something I really have, uh, you know, love for 
there's like those little things that I'm trying to cling to with wrestling and I'm trying to, well, I like this or I like that. So much of the culture and the fucking, the, just the victim mentality and everybody's hurt and no one could take criticism and how dare you say this about that one and you go fuck yourself. I, I don't give a shit. That's why, like I said, these bridges that I'm fucking burning, it's not just because like, oh, I just want to say this to say this. It's just, I don't give a fuck about these people. And if this is what you're tied to and this is what your love is, but you guys have really, um, you, you've changed your, your thought process all, all along the way just to continue to compensate and live this dream and, and continue to be part of this wrestling thing that you fell in love with. But what you're seeing now is not what you fell in love with then. You've just like conformed and, and just turned, well, I'll just go with the flow because I can't let go of what it was. I can't let go of it as a whole. I can. That's why, like, it doesn't really phase me. And some people take this shit so fucking seriously. I I don't mind coming on here and just bantering about whatever kind of thing. So it's not something that really hurts my fucking feelings, you know, when people decide they don't want to hear my shit anymore. So, again, like, scroll past. Believe me on Facebook. I'm kind of, like, looking forward to having way less wrestling involvement on my Facebook. But, um, you know... What can I tell you? Um, I still have to watch the Beyond show. Well, I'm not going to watch the whole show. But what I do want to see is the two matches. And I'll cover more about the Janela and uh, Davy Star fucking walking off into the sunset holding hands after I watch the 60-minute Iron Man match. And um, the uh, Sakimoto and... Um, fucking Chris Dickinson matches my one definite reason why I have to watch those two matches so I I plan on watching those two matches before the next show um I'm going to I I expect to be watching the um the uh fucking GCW show next weekend that's in I think Cali so we'll see how that goes um yeah, so I, I think that's about it. I think I covered everything. I think I plugged everything. Is that this fucking NFL thing is like fucking getting me hyped. I'm just like fucking seeing those NFL logos on the screen last night. I know it's a little bullshit Hall of Fame game and no one gives a fuck and all of that, but I immediately got a way more hype feeling than I've ever gotten this early in the fucking season or preseason, whatever you want to call it, and uh, it, it's going to be danger for motherfuckers that don't want to hear about football on Facebook. So, uh, I, I, I strive to lose a lot more friends, um, this, this year on Facebook based on my football following. Um, I think that's all I got. So, uh, fuck a John Gray. Um, fuck a Marco stunt, but again, it's working for him. So I'm not mad at Marco. Fuck all you motherfucking supporters who are making the shit as, as cool as it is for you guys, you know, go fuck yourself. Not my type of people. But it's fine. Hopefully one day you'll be big enough from your your consumption and your lack of athleticism that you can ride a rascal scooter around Walmart and I can make fun of you in that arena rather than where you are now. So I think that's about all I got. And uh, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. All right. Peace. Talk to you all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. 
That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So, what I make you good? Like Jesus tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the back guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.